This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This right. is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlank. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Braden. This is Andrew Shai. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to Horsepower Happenings, the first Monday of July. Glad to have you with us. Hope you had a nice and cool, relaxing, enjoyable holiday weekend. The racing was hot, though, and we got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Before we dive in deep, let's take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Yesterday's Brickyard 400 looked as if Denny Hamlin had it fully in hand until... Hamlin became the victim of one of the number of right front tires that went down his with just inside of 10 laps to go. Put him hard into the outside wall. Kevin Harvick then completed the run to the finish on a green-white checker restart to take the win. And the old dudes made up the podium with Kevin Harvick getting the win and Matt Kenseth coming home in second. Kyle Larson wrapped up the 30th annual Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week Saturday at Port Royal Speedway with a $10,027 payday in the Greg Hodnett Classic. The win capped another dominating tear by Larson who won four out of nine Speed Week races. Cole Williams overtook Davey Cobble on lap 62 of the 100 lap season opening pro late model event at Nashville Fairground Speedway, sending the former track champion to the Music City Winner's Circle for the first time this season. And Dirt Late Model Racing's most famous quote giver is set to take on the Dirt Car UMP Hell Tour. Tyler Carpenter, the 2019 Gateway Dirt Nationals champion, announced his plans Thursday. The Hell Tour will kick off on Wednesday from Brownstown. Those things and many more coming up tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me still from the Social Distance MCRP studio. Good evening, Rich. How are you? How you doing, Zach? Did you have a good time down in Nashville? It was so nice to get down to that historic speedway. Never been there before, and uh, i got to tell you, I, I, I want to say thanks to everyone down there for the hospitality. Um, really, really nice to uh, to get to sit with Bob Sargent and the folks from D&D Events, Track Enterprises, and everyone that made that possible. Um, great weekend, and looking forward to going back for the Masters in a couple weeks. Yeah, we had a, we had a fun time up at Tri-City and Merritt Speedway this weekend, so I spent some time on the dirt uh, Need to figure out a way to get to some pavement, though. But we can talk about it, right? Yeah, we can absolutely talk about it. One of your favorites got the job done this weekend as well. Yep, Zach, but there was one catch here. Fans watching Bubba Pollard uh, dominate Saturday's Arca CRA Super Series. Cars Tour, Thomas Automotive 200. May have figured the 26 car was a regular competitor at Jennerstown Speedway. But don't let that fool you. It was Pollard's 10th win at a racetrack they had never previously been to before. Pollard saved his equipment early, moving up to the lead for the first time following a hard crash by a front-running Trevor Knowles. He would relinquish the lead, and Chris Davidson would take control. 
until lap 85. Despite uh, new challenges after that, Pollard used a combination of setup changes and clean restart restarts to drive away from his competition to score the $20,000 victory. Uh, when asked about why he is so good at new tracks, Pollard responded with a laugh. We just don't complicate it. We get out it, we get out here and we get the car driving good and know what it's supposed to feel like. I could drive this car about wherever I wanted to. The super late model feature uh, was co-sanctioned by the Arca Serie Super Series and the Cars Tour, giving Pollard his second Cars Tour victory of the season. The JEG CRA All-Stars Tour was also in action at Jennerstown for 100 laps, and Cody Coughlin and his JEGS team appear to have regained the momentum from their 2016 double championship run as the number one machine returned to victory lane for the second time this season. Coughlin was able to take advantage of misfortune for other front runners early in the event before running away from second place finisher Josh Brock for the victory. Next up, Zach, for the Arca Sierra Super Series is a big one, the Redbud 400 on Monday, July 13th at Anderson, and the Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour will take a week off before their huge event coming up on Saturday, July 18th for the 2020 edition of the Masters of the Pros from Nashville Fairground Speedway. Looking forward to getting down there. And uh, as you mentioned, we spent some time at Tri-City on Thursday. And from the drop of the green flag, it was clear that it was going to be about trying to stop Jared Horseman in the Great Lakes Super Sprint Series again. Horseman started on the outside pole alongside Parma, Michigan's Brad Lamberson at the drop of the green flag. Chaos ensued as Lamberson clipped a tire going into turn one. Now, the field managed to avoid Lamberson, but some were not so lucky with the tire. It was kicked into the nose wing of Greg Dahlman before Chase Ridenauer pro Ford that thing coming out of turn two. The field was restacked and re-racked, and everybody came back to take the green flag again before they went all the way to checker, and it was Horseman going to victory lane ahead of Ryan Rule and Dahlman for the third consecutive time. 29-360 sprint cars were on hand for this race. Uh, the next event scheduled for Saturday, July 25th from Thunderbird Raceway in Muskegon as of right now. Of course, Rich, everything is tentative and subject to change. Uh, also from Tri-City, the Great Lakes Lightning Sprints held their inaugural event with 18 1,000cc drivers ready to do battle. Despite a number of attrition-related cautions in the heat races, the Lightning Sprints went green to checker in the feature with 15-year-old Jack Nichols collecting the win ahead of Brendan Cascaden and Lindsey Erickson. So a great opening run and opening show for the Lightning Sprints, Rich. Really excited to see them get to a couple other tracks this season. Yep, Zach, and like I said, I spent uh, the weekend up at Merritt Speedway. A lot of action going on some fireworks displays, just had a really good time. But uh, I was up there to cover the uh, the All-Star Performance Tri-City Merit Speedway Late Model Challenge Series all in one breath. Uh, round three and $10,000 was on the line on Saturday night. But a Friday night prelude of sorts was in the, on tap for the UMP Late Models, 40 laps to distance. Curtis Roberts and Greg Goki would lead the field to green. And Goki actually stretched out a pretty solid lead until a lap 14 caution. The caution was all David Melky needed as he roared past Goki on the restart. As Melky occupied the point, Dono Marcoulier was making his charge to the front uh, and was closing the gap on Melky when caution number two flew uh, at lap 29. Uh, cautions were not what Marcoulier needed 
and could not challenge on the next pre. There were three more cautions, uh, could not challenge on either caution. And, and Melky stayed the course and picked up his first win of 2020 and the $2,000 payday. I caught up with David afterwards to get his thoughts. Well, back in the pit area following night one of the Independence Day Spectacular up here at Merritt Speedway and David Melky uh, brought that thing home first and uh, man, you had to fight him off at the end uh, with all those cautions. Yeah, we were having quite a few restarts at the end. I was getting a little nervous, but um, actually kind of got lucky on one street restart to get the lead. So uh, I guess you got to take them when you can. And uh, the car was really good. I can't thank everybody enough that helps me. We've we've been working overtime the last few weeks trying to get it better and better. And uh, hopefully we can just keep it up. Talk about the late cautions. It was really the one early caution that really helped you out. Uh, you know, uh, Goki was running really well out front by himself, and uh, it was a caution at lap 14 on that restart. You were able to get by him. Yeah, just end up being able to get a run on him and uh, get get up in front of him. And then, yeah, I think we went green until, was it eight to go? or It, it was a long ways. <laughs> but, uh, and, and then we had a few scattered at the end. But um, all in all, really good night, and uh, we'll look forward to tomorrow. So you're no, no stranger to picking up big money here. You've done it before. Uh, you've had weekends like this before. This is just a start. Ten grand tomorrow, 50 laps. Uh, handicap it. <laughs> that, that'd be really nice, I hope. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> it looks good on paper. Well, great job tonight. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Mark Coulier seemed to have the car to track down Melky, but he would have to settle for the runner-up position. And we discussed his run after the race. Well, kind of the preliminary to Saturday night's big event that we're all looking at, uh, $10,000 to win tomorrow. But, Dona, you put this thing back together, bring it home, runner-up. Uh, are you happy with that performance tonight? Oh, yeah. We no body work. First time in three weeks, we had to put a body on a race car. But, uh, you know, it wasn't bad. Uh, the race track kind of took rubber on top. We kind of got single father, I felt like. But, uh, you know, we kind of all felt like the same speed. But, I mean, the car's good. I mean, it's still old rusty, trusty black diamond here. It's... Uh, Good car. I mean, Matt Ryan Power, and, uh, you know, Dennis Craft Construction, construction Bubber, Bubber Plumbing, or uh, Patrick Plumbing, but uh, All Star Jimmy's. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend. I mean, my dad. I mean, we've uh, we've literally put probably 100 hours on this car in three days between all of us working on it, just trying to rebuild all of our race cars because we were basically out of them here a week ago. But uh, no, nope, uh, solid finish. Uh, we'll put some new tires on it, maintenance it, and uh, do our best to get 10 grand tomorrow. Kind of a tale of two races. First 29 laps, one caution. They packed three of them in the last 11 laps. Uh, looked like you were running down Melky, and then maybe the cautions hurt you because then you couldn't do anything with him after that. I felt like I could turn a little better because I was watching David. He was actually really tight getting in. He was actually skating our left front tire. But uh, I didn't need that yell. I mean, the traffic's where I needed to be. I needed us to, you know, just make the right move at the right time. I've always been pretty good in traffic. But uh, you know what? It's uh, didn't get a dent. I can uh, go home and uh, do some light maintenance. Uh, and come back, put some fresh rubber on it, and try to go, uh, try to go get under ten thousand. Yep, got a good car, oh, yeah. runner-up finish. So uh, feeling pretty good about tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, feeling real good. I mean, this is a great car. I mean, it's uh, we got a brand new one at home. It's uh, only got four nights on it. We just kind of keep running the old one here, just because it's just, uh, it's just got a good feel and it's it's perfect for around here. So, all right, bud. Nice job. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, thanks, Rich. Ben Zach. It was on to Saturday for the richest UMP late model event in the state this season. Fifty laps, ten grand on the line for the Challenge Series. Uh, Eric Spangler and Curtis Roberts would lead the field to green with Spangler picking up the lead, but that would be short-lived as Rusty Schlenk rocketed by Spangler on lap three from his third starting spot. The race would run green for long periods, only two cautions over 50 laps. At the halfway point, it was Schlenk, Melky, and Travis Stemmler occupying the top three spots. 
But the eyes were on Chad Finley. Finley was working his way to the front from his 11th starting position. As the race wound down, Melky would fade, which left Stemmler and Finley trying to battle uh, and track down Schlenk. Stemmler did make a late race charge in traffic, but in the end, it was the Rusty Schlenk show leading 47 laps and bringing home the $10,000 payday. Stemmler did make a late race charge in traffic, but in the end, it was the Rusty Schlenk show leading 47 laps and bringing home the $10,000 payday. Stemmler seemed to have a car that could pressure Schlenk, but lap traffic would halt his charge. And I caught up with Travis to get his point of view. Well, we're standing here with your second place finisher tonight for the late model challenge series at Marriott Speedway. Uh, fireworks going off, Travis, man, started fifth, uh, worked your way up, excellent run for you. Yeah, it's a great run for the team, you know, just to come out set fast time, win the heat race from fourth, and then, you know, start fifth on this, uh, you know, track with the talent here, you know, it, it, it's a great run, we're really happy. Late in the race, Rusty gets in a little bit of traffic, and you start at closing down big time, and then uh, he just kind of slips through, and you just kind of you just kind of had to motor on from there. But uh, man, last ten laps you closed in on him pretty good. Yeah, I mean Rusty is such a good driver. I mean he's a three-time national champion, so uh, to run him down, you know we needed a little more lap traffic. But that's why he's a national champion. He can pass lap cars good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just uh, we had a good car tonight. I just uh, I uh, really glad for the team to get this good finish. Awesome job. Uh, who all you got to thank for uh, your second place finish? Uh, I got to thank Great Lakes Directional Drilling. I got to thank Inklum Racing, uh, McAllister Cat Rentals, Fist Trucking, uh, Heinz Tree Service, Helm Electric. I got to thank uh, Buddha's Drinking Team, Positive Cleaning, AP Smiley, Cusack Collision, uh, Sharon and Gary Patrick, Pro Power, um, Integra, Rocket, um, just everybody that makes this possible. My wife and the kids, you know, they're uh, big support for me. My grandpa, my dad, you know, just everybody. I, and if I forgot somebody, I apologize, but I appreciate everything everybody does. Congratulations, nice job, great second place run. Thank you very much, appreciate it. All right, that's Travis Stemmler, your second place finisher. And with a stellar field, Finley was kind of caught behind the eight ball, having to come from 11th, and he seemed pretty satisfied with his third place finish. And uh, back here in the pit area following the uh, Tri-City Merritt Speedway Late Model Challenge Series 50-lap feature event and caught up with your thir third-place finisher, Chad Finley. And, man, like we were just talking about, if you didn't have to come from 11th, you probably had the fastest car out there. It looked pretty darn good tonight. Yeah, that's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I think that's three nights in a row we started 11th. We've had a really good car. I just got to stop putting, our, you know, putting everybody in a hole here. You know, we started so far back. We get up to second or third every time, you know, and we just come up a little bit short. But uh, it was a little different racetrack here tonight compared to what it had been. Um, they did the best they could. It was hot all week. It's going to be hot next week. All these race cars and all these laps. So hats off to those guys and uh, keep digging on it. It looked like to me like it got awfully rubbery. Well, almost like a pavement. I had to drive it kind of like a pavement track, which, of course, you probably got more more time on pavement than anybody here. I think I was the first one to actually, like, find the rubber, like, the full time because I threw it in the corner, and I about spun, and then all of a sudden it just caught, and I got right back to the gas. So it was definitely different. Um, I, I haven't seen that here since when I won the wood ticket 2016 is the last time I remember it being like that. So, um, like I said, 100 degrees all week, 90 degrees. What are you really going to do, you know? Hard to keep up with a racetrack like that, but a great run. Who all you got to thank? Auto Value, uh, scrubmasters.com, everybody that helps me. All my guys, it was hot this week here. Uh, family business and all of our friends and all of our 
supporters. We'll see if we can win a couple more races here this year. All right, nice third place finish. We'll see you down the road. All right, man. See you, thank you. And Zach, in a very strange turn of events uh, at the checkers, a big wreck on the backstretch involved two-time American Ethanol Late Model Tour champion Brandon Thurlby. And we found out yesterday he sustained two broken wrists uh, during that incident, along with uh, with junking a race, a perfectly good race car. But uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Brandon tonight. We hope he heals up quickly and he can get back to the track sooner than later. Yeah, we always hate when a driver gets injured in a race car, and uh, especially when it could be uh, a situation where it might delay his return to the race car. So, uh, Brandon, hope you get better soon. Hope you can get back to the racetrack very soon as well. Forced to settle for second after getting overtaken with five laps remaining one night prior at Attica Raceway Park. Pensgrove, California's Buddy Kofoid redeemed himself in a big way during night two of Cometic Gasket Ohio Sprint Speed Week presented by Hercules Tires, eventually leading all 35 circuits to score a second-ever Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions presented by Mobile One Victory at the Fremont Speedway on Saturday. Starting from the pole position by way of Dash Victory, Kofoid's campaign at the front of the field was relatively uncontested with his only real challenges in the form of restarts, three in total, and a long altercation with lap traffic. The $5,000 All-Star Triumph was Kofoid's first at Fremont, and Rich, now things start to pick up on Ohio Speed Week's schedule as uh, they go back to work tonight. Heavy hitters Kyle Larson and Rico Abreu are expected to join the fun coming off a very successful Pennsylvania Speed, we speed Weeks. They'll get underway tonight from Wayne County. And, Zach, uh, Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway uh, drew a nice crowd this weekend, from what I understand, for the Lloyd Gerhardt Memorial for the Pavement Modifieds. And John Gerhardt would uh, lead the field down to the start uh, for the uh, Gerhardt Memorial by the Modifieds, powered by NOS Energy. Gerhardt would lead the opening pair of laps before the first caution slowed the field. Uh, on the restart, multi-time track champion Aaron Taylor would snatch the lead away. Taylor would do battle with Ortonville, Michigan driver Blake Rowe. Rowe, a former winner of the Hot Shoe 100 and many other prestigious events for the Modifieds across the Midwest. Rowe and Taylor would battle it out, but Rowe would take the point for good on lap 17. Rowe would go on to take the win, his first ever at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway with Taylor taking second. Brian Nestor, Kyle Hayden, and Chad Poorman would complete the top five. And the Outlaw Late Model, Zach, I didn't make it there, and they were in action as well. Uh, Owasso, Michigan's Jason Felber, Felber would start things off from the pole for the Old Glory 75 for the Serial City Auto Parts Outlaw Super Late Model Division. Felber would lead the opening 15 laps before Phil Bozell was able to overtake him. Bozell would lead through the, op through the opening caution, but with the field bunched back up, J.R. Roerig would be able to snatch the lead away. The latter portions of the race would see a tremendous four-car battle for the lead between Rorig, Bozell, Mark Shook, and Tyler Rorig. The top four would uh, would be nose-to-tail for numerous laps before the race would conclude with J.R. Rorig taking the win over Bozell, Shook, Tyler Rorig, and a Brian Bergacre completing the top five. Uh, Tyler Rorig would set fast time in qualifying uh, for the group. Mid-Michigan Springport Speedway, um, will be back in action uh, this Saturday with a full show featuring the Serial City Outlaw Part Outlaw Super Late Models, uh, Auto Lab Late Model Sportsman, Dragon Racing Fuel Street Stocks, uh, Port City Stocks, and uh, Mini Wedges, 
and the dwarf MCR dwarf cars. So a big event on tap. And we must say, like we do, everything is subject to change. But yep. that is the schedule right now at Springport, mid-Michigan. Yeah, excited to see that they had a good race. Uh, Springport, such an awesome facility and, uh, uh, you know, fairly new uh, when you look at, the, at racetracks around the state of Michigan still. So uh, pretty cool to, to see racing going on there. And, uh, Rich, without taking anything away from Springport as we get into our Here's the Deal segment, could be a reason why they had such a great crowd and great car count at Springport on Saturday. Well, we you know we had Zach, we had a, we had uh, we got late news on Thursday. Uh, you know, I was expecting to be at the Kalamazoo Speedway uh, for their opening for the Intimidator 100 that was going to take place on Friday night. And uh, on Thursday, late Thursday, they were uh, they were contacted uh, by the sheriff's department and were told to call the the county health department that they were probably interested in speaking with them. So uh, I, I guess what I'm going to do is let me just read part of the release uh, that Kalamazoo released. Uh, actually, they released this this morning explaining what happened uh, last Thursday. On Thursday, July 2nd, we routinely answered the phone and listened to a sheriff's deputy uh, ask if we had any events scheduled for the weekend. We were pretty sure that he knew we did, and we responded firmly. Uh, we were directed to contact the Kalamazoo County Health and Community Services, we were advised that local race venues fall under executive order 2020-133, the purpose of which is to enable sporting leagues and teams to resume operations, but without live audiences. Previous executive orders allowed for spectators in the stands, uh, in skyboxes, and set a li li limited number on the audience members uh, they could admit. Uh, this was approved by the local officials before we established the July 3rd opener and we began selling tickets. So they, that's basically saying they had approval for the event and they got approval. And now the problem is uh, because of the new order, which was 2020-133 that uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed into effect last week, uh, the County Health Department decided to change orders on them. And Zach 2020 uh, says this, and it's very short and brief. Notwithstanding the gathering event and capacity restrictions outlined in Section 5 and 6 of Executive Order 2021-10, the original order, uh, professional sports leagues and teams may resume operations provided that no live audiences are allowed except for staff at the facility at which a sporting event is held and media personnel reporting on, filming, or otherwise documenting the sporting event. Participants maintain six feet of distance from one another to the extent compatible with the existing sporting event. So the event that they shut them down on, Zach, had nothing to do with stock car racing. It had only to do with what she announced regarding the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Detroit Pistons, that they could re resume activities when they when they felt fit. She just opened the door for them. And so, again, of course, it is the, the confusing thing here is uh, that, uh, you know, the local health department in Kalamazoo County went back on what they already had agreed upon, and, and that's the tough part. And so it is hard right now 
for the folks in Kalamazoo and Kalamazoo Speedway. But, uh, Rich, we, we feel confident they're going to continue to take the steps that they need to to try and get racing back in Kalamazoo. And, uh, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a tough place to be in right now. I, I know that I do not envy anybody who works in the health department right now. No, because, you know, the, they don't want to be the bad guy. But, you know, if something happens, bad happens, then they're responsible for allowing it. And they don't want that to happen. But, you know, uh, Randy, Richie, Gary, how they're doing the right thing out there. They they waited and waited until they had approval. Uh, they didn't try to slide any races in or or do it, you know, on the backside. They, they did what they were supposed to do. They were given approval. And uh, last time I checked, Zach, what we do at racing, we are not professional sports leagues or teams uh, at what we do on weekends. So I think that is the problem. I think the county made a big mistake. They should have never switched over and jumped onto that that executive order. It has nothing to do with what we do. Uh, the other order with events probably has a lot to do with what we do with gathering and, and, and how we put people in the grandstands. So. We'll see. I know uh, I, I did hear that uh, they were going to back to speak with the health department um, early this week. They wanted to speak with them Friday, but everybody that was a government holiday. So that kind of put them in a box where they couldn't have the show on Friday. So hopefully they can get some things ironed out and uh, get the doors uh, opened up for Kalamazoo uh, because they sure did it the right way. Yeah, hopefully they can be like the other places that are doing it right now, do it safely, do it smart, and uh, get a chance to get some racing in here uh, before the season season runs out, Rich. It's already July, so it's it's time to time to do it if you're going to get a chance to. So uh, good luck to them, and uh, if the fans, if you do get a chance to go to Kalamazoo, if your track does open up, please do everything in your power to uh, be safe and uh, keep us going this summer. So we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to a couple of guys who have been going this summer. Cody Coughlin, Rusty Schlenk, they've been on fire over the last couple of weeks. We will chat with them. Coming up on the other side, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. If you're searching for a weekly podcast that features local results, news, and insight, then your search stops with Horsepower Happenings. Every Monday night, Zach Heiser and Rich France break down the week in motorsports, from NASCAR to the world of outlaws. Then they go over what's happening in the Great Lakes region. Plus, they sit down with industry professionals, including drivers, car owners, track promoters, and more. Find a complete broadcast schedule and more information at horsepowerhappenings.com. And follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Racers know now more than ever, and, and let me tell you, if you don't have one, you're already behind for the 2020 season, but, but listen up, there's a chance. Money should be spent wisely. And you need ease of use at the racetrack as well. Insert Hubco Metal Fabrication, racer-owned and operated. Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades like powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump cart are available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook. Log on to HubcoLifts.com or you can call 269 838 Zero zero two nine. When the call sounds from race control. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, 
and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is Ryan Missler, driver of the Matt Carmody owned number 50 UMP late model and we're listening to Horsepower Happening. We're glad to get into our interview portion of the night here tonight, Rich, and as we start things off, we'll kick off with a name that most people probably have heard. Let us know who we're talking to tonight. Well, uh, it's nice to finally have him on the program. He's the 2016 ARCA CRA Super Series and JEG CRA All-Stars Tour Champion. Really tough to do in the same season. Uh, six Super Series wins, five JEG CRA All-Stars Tour wins, and he picked up a win this weekend at Jennerstown in the Pro Late Model. Makes his home in Delaware, Ohio. Cody Coughlin, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, uh, you had to wait a little while. You had a pretty busy last couple weeks. You picked up a couple wins, but, uh, man, after four years, did you were you starting to get impatient? Well, I mean, everybody keeps saying the, um, three or four years, but I just went out and raced NASCAR for three years, so I just didn't really run any late models. Uh, I mean, I probably ran... 15 or so events within those three years so it's hard to be competitive when you run so limited um so when we got back to full time uh this year or uh yeah we ran a little bit last year but i call this year the first time we've been back full time since my nascar journeys um we we've gotten off to a pretty good start which uh i expect when we when we put our full efforts behind it and uh you know I, I got to ask you, you know, you got a guy calling some shots for you uh, in, in Terry Cook that we're all familiar with around this area. Uh, how, how much is he helping you? Well, Terry's a great guy. He does a great job uh, spotting for me and uh, driver coaching and uh, him and Kevin Hamlin, uh, as well as a guy named Willie Allen have set the car up and, uh, and done a really nice job with it. Um, so, you know, it makes my job a lot easier when I have a, a good piece under me. Cody, let's talk about these two wins that you got, and the first one couldn't have come at a tougher place. You go to Anderson a couple of weeks ago, uh, where the uh, great Dick Trickle, I think, has the best description of it, right? Like flying a jet airliner or jet airplane through a gymnasium. Um, and so you get that win, you get it accomplished. What was it like for you to go back to Victory Lane with the Arca CRA Super Series and to do it at, at a track like Anderson? Well, it was really exciting. I've always... I've I started off not liking Anderson, but after I had a couple good runs, I started to really like to race there. And uh, it's been one of my better tracks. I think we've won there three times. And uh, so it's been great. And so it was a fitting place to go back to Victory Lane, um, you know, since we started running late models again. And uh, that one was a little bit more exciting, I think, when I took the checkered flag than, than Jennerstown. However, uh, they both were very exciting. And let's go back to Anderson before we move on. That race did not come easy. Uh, you know, there was some drama. There was some excitement. You know, Anderson is that way. It's hard to pass. Uh, some some bumping, some rubbing, some – what did it take to get that win? What did you and your crew have to do to make sure you went to victory lane? Well, we just had a, a really good car. And, uh, in fact, it was so good from the week prior, we should have won that one. But I got uh, booted out of the way by a couple people and couldn't get back to – to first uh right on the leader's bumper when we took the the checkered but um we were pretty confident the week before so we didn't even practice um 
and so we knew that we had a good piece and um, just went out there and, and had to be tough and keep our nose clean and um, and because part of the deal there is you know there's so much attrition that uh, you just have to obviously be there at the end so uh, we just tried to keep ourselves in position but also still keep our nose clean so it was a pretty good formula. Now let's move on to Jennerstown uh, into the Jeg CRA All-Stars Tour. $5,000 on the line as part of a huge weekend of racing there at Jennerstown. Um, what did what did the Saturday's race look like for you from behind the wheel of that one car? Well, it's a totally different mentality than the Anderson because you have to be very finessing uh, with the car, with it being flat, and uh, you know have to be real easy on the throttle. Um, so it was a notch in my cap because... You know, I've never considered my strong suit to be at the flat places, but I've always wanted to get better, and, and I'm really glad that we did. Um, and, you know, there's definitely some good cars there that contested with us, uh, but we just held our own, and, uh, and, you know, we came away with a victory. So uh, that was really exciting. And Anderson, you're not allowed to do a burnout, so winning at Jennerstown was <laughs> nice because I got to do the burnout again, so that was, a, that was good to do that again. And at a Jennerstown, I mean, that, that race didn't come real easy to you. You kind of had to be patient, uh, you know, until the end. And then you just, you know, you were able to, you know, pull away from Josh Brock. But you had to wait a while, uh, you know, t- to get out front. Yeah, there was, um, you know, I just really, really wanted to uh, save my tires. And it was obviously on the 4th of July. It's, it sounds hot. It was hot. Um, so it's really important not to slip the tires as much as possible. We had a couple of people when we took the lead. Uh, catch me and get under me, but I just, you know, held the top line up and made them burn their tires up below me, and that was something that uh, I've kind of learned in the past and was able to actually do it. Um, so it was nice, uh, definitely nice to, to be able to have two different mindsets of winning. Now i got, I got to bring you down just a little bit here. Let's talk about what happened on the uh, the Cars Tour, the Super Arca Super Series side of things. Definitely not the way you wanted things to go from Jennerstown. What what happened there? You're listed as 23rd on the results page. Uh, what went wrong there? Well, we didn't even start the race. That car is, uh, is junk, honestly. Uh, we knocked the clip off it a couple of years ago and ran it limited since, like I said, we were running NASCAR, and uh, it just never was right. So I don't know if it just got twisted or whatever when they were welding the new um, front clip on it or, or what, but there's something definitely wrong uh, with, with something in it that wasn't fixable, at least at the track. So we're going to take a look at it and reevaluate it and, and find the problem, but it wasn't fixable there. So we just figured we'd take the take the cash and the trophy of the one and go home on a good note. Now, when you, when you first started going oval track racing, you know, a lot of people um, would obviously know your family's history in drag racing. What made you want to step out of that box and go into oval track racing? Um, you know, it's uh, it's a question I used to get a lot. Um, I guess the, the best answer was I just like staying in the car a little bit longer, uh, <laughs> or I liked the idea of it anyway because I didn't do either of them when I started. Uh, and then I uh, got into the circle track and kind of, you know, just it was something I enjoyed. It's amazing to me to look at your career, Cody, 24 years old, uh, just a couple years younger than me, and um, you've done a lot of stuff already in your career, having accomplished so much with CRA and going up to the NASCAR ranks. What was your trip like uh, the first go-around getting up to the uh, the truck series in NASCAR? Well, it, you know, it definitely was, uh, was pretty neat. It was It was different than even the ARCA series from the standpoint of the attention that NASCAR gets. Uh, which is a double-edged sword 
Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have the, the results that I had wanted. I think that uh, it was just a, a chemistry issue that just kind of never got uh, with the right group of guys and stayed with them long enough just because it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. But it was still pretty cool to be uh, racing in some of those tracks and um, definitely a good memory that I have that I'll be able to look fondly on uh, in the future. Well, i got to tell you, Cody, uh, to race against your sim version of yourself in my Xbox NASCAR game, you're a tough competitor. So... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Sometimes maybe even better than the real thing. I don't know. But, uh, so well, that's good. You know, you mentioned the the time off that you took from late model racing to go NASCAR racing, and um, you know, there's there can be some glamour around NASCAR, but there can be a lot of stress as well. What's your mindset been like now to go back to what we'll call grassroots racing? Well, the NASCAR thing is is worth the the stressors if if it's working and. Uh, like I said, we just had a, a, a challenging time getting getting the right group around me, and I think part of the, the challenge was not living in North Carolina, and I wasn't willing to move to North Carolina. So uh, I have some other aspirations that are, are going to to be you know prosperous and whatnot that we just figured on moving on from that and 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 doing the late models, which is like you said, a lot less stress. And uh, but there's still stress if you don't run good. You know, it's not very fun. It's supposed to be fun, so. Um, it definitely was nice to, to get the right group around me in this and, and, and win. And even though I didn't run a whole lot of races, it, it's, since I went NASCAR racing, it still, like you said, has been a few years. So I think it's funny that all these people are complaining in the garage area when I win and, you know, making assumptions like I was cheating or something like that. Uh, when the fact of the matter is we just went out there and whooped them a couple weeks in a row. So um, hopefully they get to hear that. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to do so. Well, we've talked about it before on the show, Rich, not to interrupt you, but uh, we've talked about it before on the show. Well, we had uh, Andy Bozell on a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, 12-time champion at Kalamazoo Speedway, and he pretty much said the same thing, you know, uh, haters are motivators. Is that what you, is that kind of what you ride on when you're uh, having success behind the wheel, that Jags car? Yeah, I mean, you know, I go out there first and foremost to win for myself and for my team. But, uh, you know, I don't pay too much attention to what anyone says. But uh, after some of the comments that were made after Anderson, it definitely made it sweet to rub it in their face some more after Jennerstown. Now, like, you know, like we were talking about uh, being in the truck series, 53 career starts, uh, one top five, nine top tens. Not bad at that level. Um, and maybe you answered the question. Any aspirations to work your way back to that? No, I, I mean, I think that... Um, from, from my standpoint, if, if I was to get in the right opportunity, I don't have any doubt that I could win. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's it's a lot that you got to commit, and, and I don't want to move to North Carolina. I'm not willing to. And uh, so, you know, probably not. It was a good chapter of my life, but got some other stuff that we're working on that looks pretty good, not in the racing world. So we'll, uh, you know, if those things go well, who knows? Maybe we'll, uh, we'll start our own team or whatever just for fun, but uh, from a professional standpoint, I don't think so. Well, you have ha- having some success here the last couple weeks uh, at the right time of the season. Uh, coming up in about a week, the Red Bud 400, and then the Masters of the Pros down at Nashville. You got those on your schedule? Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, we have both of those on the schedule. And boy, I sure would love to win the Red Bud. It's uh, it's been a goal to to win a really big you know crown jewel event. Uh, we've been very close at the Winchester 400, finishing second there a few times and run really well at the Red Bud and got caught up in the carnage. Um, 
but I definitely think that we're in good position to do that this year. So I'd like to get the first one at, uh, at uh, the Red Butt. What does it take? Well, you know, obviously, as, as you're trying to get your first, well, you've seen things that don't work. You've seen yourself get caught up in the, in the accidents, as you said. Um, what are you able to take out of your notebook from a couple of weeks ago, a substantially shorter race, and apply to the Red Bud, if anything? Well, I, you know, it's it's so hard. It's because you can try and do everything right, and that place is so small that if you're just unlucky in where you're at, you're going to go for a ride. So um, I think we're just going to use best practices for a long race, and uh, which is just, you know, really not push the issue till about 100, 150 laps to go, then get yourself in position and and uh and really not even push it 100 percent till that last you know 50 lap sprint just depends where cautions fall and whatnot that puts you in position to to make those decisions but uh we're just going to use best practices of keeping our stuff clean and and uh on point for the end and last year uh we were lucky enough after the red bud we had johnny van dorn on after his big win um and and he told us it's not just the car you got to take care of your body or you will have nothing left in the tank at the end well, that's the other thing, and uh, it's been so hot lately that if you if you don't hydrate well before the race and and uh, really just relax for you know 300 laps or whatever before I think it's 400, right? Is that right? Yep, yep, Red Bud 400. Yep. So you really just need to take care of yourself, like you said, um, through the first 300 laps or so. Really just staying uh, loose, not being tense, uh, just not even trying very hard. Honestly, just you know you want to stay on the lead lap, but not stressing or sweating if someone passes you or you know whatever just really just need to race the track and and keep yourself under control as we get set to wrap up here cody we'll talk about the next event following red bud that's another uh you know marquee event but substantially shorter race quite a bit bigger track the masters of the pros 150 from the historic nashville fairground speedway um first off how cool is it to get to go to nashville with all the history that they have and really the excitement that's surrounding that track right now well it's it's really cool from the standpoint of the guy that's really helping us get our cars fast willie allen's home track is there so he's got a lot of uh good notes that we're going to be able to put in our car for the setup so i'm pretty confident going into that one so hopefully uh we can continue our winning streak through there i'd love to win there it's a very historic place i have a pull there that i got some little trophy for but i didn't get the big trophy so (laughs) that's what we're looking for be looking for the big one at nashville in a couple of weeks so that's gonna be a busy stretch as well the red butt on monday uh from anderson for 400 laps and then 150 laps at the five eighths of nashville you're gonna be whooped by the time next week comes around yeah i know maybe i'll have to go on a vacation or something if there's anything open nowadays (laughs) but uh but it's always fun to go cra racing they're best series in the country and uh you know great competition great leadership and uh so it's it's fun to to have that you know be close to us and be able to enjoy that series cody how do fans uh, follow along with you if uh, you know anybody listening's not already uh, how can they keep up with what you got going on this season well i would say follow all the team jags social media uh that'll keep me uh you know updated and whatnot to the fans and it'll have my other family members who drag race on there too I've kind of taken it easy on my personal um, social medias. Like I said, I'm doing it more for fun than anything. So I would say uh, following along uh, Team Jags on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and, you know, all those things. All right, Cody. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Congrats on two big wins. Good luck at the Red Red Bud, and uh, maybe we'll see you down in Nashville. Well, my pleasure. Thank you, guys, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. We have to take a break when we come back. 
it's like deja vu all over again. We speak with three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion Rusty Schlank because, well, he picked up another big win. That's on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happen. Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at suspensionmax.com or call one 888 629-9226, Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts. When the call sounds from race control. Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP safety team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is two-time Money in the Bank 150 winner Brian Campbell, and you listen to Horsepower Happenings. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you on a Monday evening, the first one after the 4th of July. Hope you guys all had a great time and uh, Hopefully, many of you were at Merritt Speedway where, Rich France, you were over the weekend and you got to see another exciting uh, late model challenge series event. Yeah, I sure did. And, you know, this guy, we got to start putting him on speed dial or figure out how to slow him down uh, one way or another. But he picked up a huge $10,000 payday uh, on Saturday night at Merritt in round three of the late model challenge series. Win number seven in 2020 and pick, you know, we haven't been racing that long. Uh, he's a three-time UMP Dirt Car National Champion, makes his home in McClure, Ohio. Rusty Slank, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Thanks for having me on, man. I don't plan on slowing down any, so you might want to just put me on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, congratulations uh, on the win at Merritt Saturday night. You and I got to talk briefly in Victory Lane. Um, but tell everyone, we, we had a little conversation. What is it about that racetrack and big money that seems to click with you and your team? Man, I don't know. It's just, uh, like I said, it's we, we get enough practice up there. Uh, Mike does such a good job putting money up for us to race for. It, it makes it worth my while to make the four, four-and-a-half-hour trip up there so I can uh, I can do testing uh, on the off nights. I mean, we can go up there and do a little testing for the big shows and still still come home with two grand if we win it. So um, I just got to say huge thanks to Mike for, for putting up the money that we get to race for. Um, it just makes it easier to, to come up there and, and take home ten grand when we when we can get uh, get that many laps on the racetrack throughout the year. Now this race on Saturday reminded me a little bit of Woodtick last year. Uh, the only difference it took you three laps to take the lead at the beginning uh, instead of leading every one of them. But uh, the other difference was it wasn't really locked up at the end because uh, Travis Stemmler had a really good race car and you had to work your way through some traffic or there was a chance he was going to catch you. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we had a few cautions that kept us uh, kept us pretty tight. Um, 
and the, the track was a little more one lane this year than it was last year too at the at the wood tick last year it never really rubbered up it stayed pretty uh it stayed pretty racy top to bottom so i could pick my way through the traffic a lot better and it, it gave us we got a we had a hefty lead there i think we lapped up to about fourth so that's a it's a little easier on the heart when you when you know you got a big lead at the end but <laughs> um i knew uh i knew we had some good cars behind us and i seen stemler uh clicking up the board position by position i seen him get into second so i knew he was uh I knew he had a pretty good hot rod and was was moving around and, and getting to the front, so I knew I had to kind of uh, get through the traffic as good as good as we could. But man, that track has been narrow lately. They got the tires moved out so far, and sometimes it's hard to it's hard to pick your way through the lap traffic. So it kept him pretty close to us. You know, we talk about and we talked about this last time you were on the show too. But I just want to bring it up again: when you're racing a, a, a car that you're trying to sell. Um, yeah, ten grand is great. You know, anybody would be happy to bring home ten grand. But you probably are even more happy that you are again parking domination race cars in Victory Lane. Um, how have the phones been lately? Are you uh, staying busy down there? <laughs> oh man, we are swamped. And honestly, uh, we're we're way busier right now than what I ever fathomed that I would be at this point. I mean, we started this deal at the first of the year. I mean, we're only seven months into this new business, and uh, man, we've got I've got nineteen cars. Uh, that have been on order so far so we're, we're still like 11 race cars behind um we're uh we're, we're booked all the way through through the summer and into fall already so yeah yeah it's that's the that's that's the good part about putting these things in victory lane now man it feels a lot it, it it's always good being in victory lane but I've, I've won in pretty much every car we've ever been in right rockets lasers rayburns pierce i mean we've had all sorts of stuff but there's nothing nothing there's not a better feeling than building your own race car and with your own sweat and blood and going out there and kicking their butt with it that's uh that makes it worthwhile let's talk about the fact that you picked up ten thousand dollars from Merritt speedway uh just days before the dirt car ump uh hell tour is set to kick off now are you planning on running the hell tour this year man i wish we could i just told the guys uh the other day and told my wife i'm like man it's uh it feels it feels weird not preparing to go on the road for a month right now just uh, we're just so busy in the shop and i don't i don't have things streamlined enough where i have people here to to build these for me i mean we pretty much have to do it ourselves at this point so uh we're kind of we're kind of out on the summer nationals deal this year until i can get this business up and rolling without me where i don't have to be here all the time um but until then, we'll stay here in the shop and grind away, and we'll, we'll race local. I plan on doing the last week of the Summer Nationals, probably. The, um, the I think it's Kankakee up till Oakshade. I think there's five or six races there in the, that last week. We'll do that whole deal. Um, but for the rest of it, I don't think we'll. We might, we might pick or choose one or two here or there through the center of it, but I'm not going to do the whole deal. Now we talked a little bit uh, on Saturday. You you got some wins in, in in another car because you said something was wrong with that thing. You didn't want to bring it to merit, so you bought a brand new one. <laughs> yeah, we uh, actually we ran the we ran the car that we've been running all year on Friday night, and um, it just uh, ever since we ra- we we won that feature at Tri City when it was really rough um, back in uh, and I don't know it was four or five weeks ago that first first race they had at Tri City. Um, Ever since that night, something we've been missing something on the car, and we've won some races and we've ran decent. It's just the car hasn't been up to par like like the rest of these cars are. Um, and uh, I knew for ten grand that we better we better pull out the car that uh, that we knew was fast and there wasn't anything wrong with it. So um, we pulled that out Friday night and got it ready and got uh, got everything where it needed to be, and it worked out pretty good. Now you're two for three in these challenge series events. So, and like you said, uh, the first one at Tri City, and, and then this weekend. 
you're still second in points behind Stemler, who hasn't won yet. Uh, you got to start working on some heat races or something pretty soon, don't you? Man, it's not heat races. It's the dang qualifying. I am not a fan <laughs> of the points deal uh, that, that we've got going on in this in this series. It's like it pays 30, 30 points to to the fast qualifier and only 50 points to the feature winner. So um, I, I could go all every uh, – I think I think Stemler, I think I beat him just about every night, and he still gets more points than me because he outqualifies me. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, – I don't know. It's kind of a crappy deal how the how the the, the heat or the qualifying points are, are arranged. I mean, I, I could go and win every feature in this deal and still lose the points. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll just have you should to find a, you should find game. a driver <laughs> you should find a driver for that car that knows how to qualify. <laughs> I, I, that's what I, I I've thought about trying to find somebody that can qualify better. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to see what Stemler will charge you to put him behind the wheel. <laughs> Of that uh, of that uh, CJ1 machine or the uh, 91 machine uh, for for qualifying, uh, you know that's the fun part though. I think is that you know that that core group of drivers with the late model challenge series uh, for the most part, Rusty. Uh, you guys have raced against each other for such a long time in this region. Um, you're fierce competitors on the racetrack, but what a great group of, group of guys to crack a cold one with after the races too. I'm, you're gonna have to repeat that. I, you cut out on me there for a second. I was uh, saying, Rusty, that uh, that's the thing about this Challenge Series uh, race and these group of drivers that you race with up there uh, for the Challenge Series is that you guys are fierce competitors on the racetrack, Rusty. But after the races, what a better group of guys to crack a beer with! Oh, definitely, man. We hit, it's it's an awesome group. I love racing with them, um, Travis and Brandon, and I mean just everybody. Uh, we 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 all get out of the cars and, and have a good time. We get to. Uh, we get to spend every week with each other, so we better we, we better get along. <laughs> well, and you, you guys have raced with each other with each other for so long in this region as well, too. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I mean, I grew up uh, I grew up racing with all these guys and it, it race tracks for the last twenty years. So I mean, it's uh, like I said, when you race with everybody every week, and you just you got to be friends. It doesn't matter what happens on a racetrack. We all know that. Uh, we all know it's just racing at that point. We'll we'll have heated tempers and this. I mean, it's that's that comes with the sport, but. Um, for the most part, man, everybody, uh, it's, it's just a good group of people. I, I enjoy racing up there with them. Um, and I, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, hopefully they, they enjoy racing with me, but, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a fun deal. To stay between the two tracks and have such a good point system. It's, uh, it, it pays so well. I mean, I just, uh, I enjoy everything about it. The people, the, the crowds, I mean, that the fans, the fans seem to be into the deal too. I mean, I, uh, we've we've picked up quite a big fan base up there in the Tri City and Merritt area, which I never really had before. So, and I just know I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. You know, the the fans uh, are coming out, and, and you do have some of the most con, you know committed fans uh, out there. And, and and how does it make you feel that go back to Ohio guy never misses a race at Merritt. He's always there when you win. You got to send him a shirt or something, don't you? <laughs> I know, man. I was really disappointed. I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a microphone to, to talk into there. I wanted to give him a shout out, but um, yeah, the the go back to Ohio guy. I don't know who it is, but he's uh, he's been present at just about all my wins this year. I think we got seven of them, and I, I think four, four or five of them he's been uh, he's been present. So that's awesome. I think he's a good luck charm. <laughs> well, and, and to me, that's one of the fun parts about our sport is that you have some guys right that you love to root against. And uh, as a driver, we talked with Cody Coughlin just before we called you, and we talked with Andy Bozell a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he was the reference that I made with Cody. 
what is it about when you're so successful that the fans, some of them love it and other of them just can't stand to see you go back to victory lane? <laughs> it's just the underdog thing, man. Everybody wants to see an underdog win, and that's that's uh, everybody. Uh, it seems like they, they they draw a line. There's you. I, I kind of look at it like a like the Patriots fans and the Browns fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, they're they're all diehard. No matter who they're who they're rooting for, but uh, you've got the you got the bandwagon fans that uh, that'll jump back and forth a little bit. But um, for the most part, I think when when somebody wins so much. Uh, the other half of the the other half of the the group wants to wants to root against them and see somebody else win for a change. So that's what keeps our sport fun, man. Well, and and for you, you've been doing this as you said in this region for so long. I, I think even back when you were racing street stocks, people thought, man, there's something going on. There's something fishy here. We're tired of seeing Rusty Schlenk win, um, and uh, you've just done it your whole career. Ah, uh, that's that's what we're here for, man. I gotta. I've been doing this for a living since right, right out of high school. So if I. Uh, if I start having a dry spell and not winning races, it's hard to put food on the table, especially now that I'm selling these race cars. I've got to, I got to stay on top of my game, and um, if, uh, if if we get beat, I, I got to, I just got to go back and work harder. So uh, I don't, I'm not a good loser. I'm, I'm a pretty good winner, but I am a terrible loser, and I'll admit it. <laughs> so you said you're not going to go on the road uh, for the health. What, what do you got coming up the the next couple of weeks? Are you just going to stay closer to home? Yeah, we'll stay close to home here. Um, I don't have any really looked at a schedule. I don't know when the next Merritt Tri-City Challenge race is, but obviously we'll be to that whenever that is. Well, and I think um, the problem right now is that everything up here in Michigan is week to week. Uh, you know, I right. think everybody came out of this weekend kind of wondering if next weekend is a go. And even today on Monday, I think it's still a question mark. Right, right. And that's, I mean, it's kind of the, it's kind of the same story everywhere, unfortunately. But this Friday we'll be at, uh, at Attica. They've got a 3,000 to win deal there, so we'll probably go run that. Um, and then probably just stay here local and run Oakshade Saturday. You know, you're going to miss out on the chance to run against your new biggest fan and, and uh, race with his new biggest fan being you. Tyler Carpenter announced on Thursday he'll be on the Hell Tour. What was it like racing against him? And uh, I know you guys talked afterwards and you ran so close together to one another down at Oakshade, your home track, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he's a good dude. I, I've always got along really good with him and his dad. Um, we we kind of we grew up the same, man. We... Uh, we we kind of came from nothing and um we we worked hard to, to get where we are we built our own cars i mean we, we really we've really had the same upbringing as far as uh how we came up in the sport and nobody really uh we didn't have the big money to back us and we didn't have the big teams to support us and we've we've kind of dug our own we've kind of blazed our own trail here so i've always i've always looked up to them they've always looked up to me and um, it's always fun to race with them guys. We Tyler's a good hard racer like me, and we'll we'll run each other as hard as we possibly can, and we'll trade some paint, and we'll get out and uh, we'll get out and laugh about it, and shake hands afterwards. He's just he's just an awesome dude, and I, I enjoy racing with him. Now here's what I want you to do, Rusty. The next time that you win a championship, whether it be a track championship, a dirt car UMP national championship. Uh, you know, Hell Tour, I don't, I don't care what it is. Next time you win a championship and you have to give a speech for that, I want you to have Tyler Carpenter write your speech because uh, <laughs> he's got about some of the most electrifying quotes, I think, in our sport right now. <laughs> he does, man. He is, he is definitely a trip to listen to. He's, he is hilarious. I love, uh, I love listening to his interviews. He gets, he gets wound up, and it's, it, it's just because, it's like I said, we, we, we came from, we really came from nothing. I mean, we, we, I shouldn't say nothing. We, we had some help along the way, but we, we really blazed our own trail and we, we, we dug hard to keep going. And he's, uh, 
his emotion shows in his interviews. I mean, he's uh, he doesn't just get out and say, "Oh yeah, I want another race." I mean, every every race win to him is is just as big as the is the previous one, and and, and the, the next one is going to be just as big too. So that's what I like about them guys is they uh, they put all their heart and emotion into it, and it, it shows in his interviews for sure. And it was kind of funny. Zach wasn't down there uh, at Oakshade when I was down there uh, uh, when Tyler won that event, and and I told Zach, you know, yeah. Rusty and his crew were there when I was interviewing Tyler, and and Tyler came up with this thing when uh, a yellow flag coming out of four for the checker, and Tyler says, "Well, I thought I was going to get got," and I had never heard that before in my life. Yep. Well, what has it been like for you here uh, as we get ready to wrap up? You know, obviously looking ahead is not really something that we can do right now, but um, with these tracks, man, when they get a chance to race, just like Mike up at Merritt, when they get a chance to race, some big money's on the line when you go places. What's the competition been like right now? It seems like when you show up, there's always somebody else there ready to challenge. Oh, for sure. Um, everywhere. And it's like that everywhere right now. Everybody's just itching to race. It doesn't matter where we go. Every race we've been to in the country, we've been to Missouri, Illinois, um shoot we raced in uh man where were we earlier in the years like uh down in mississippi i mean mm. just everywhere we've been is the competition's just huge because everybody's looking for a place to race and somebody puts up some money and every it seems like everybody around shows up um and you, it, that shows that even all the merit tri-city races i mean we've uh, just shoot every race up there there's been 10 or 12 cars that could win the feature at any time so well, Rusty, we appreciate you making time to uh, join us on the program. You know, uh, our friends down in Ohio at Hammerdown used to claim that when you came on the show, you got to win. And so Rich is trying to steal their thunder for you a little bit. So uh, good, good luck down at Attica. I can't guarantee that we'll have you on if you win at Attica, but who knows? Maybe Rich will find a way to get you on the program. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Rusty. Good luck this weekend and hope to see you soon. All right, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Well, again, our thanks to Rusty for being on the show. And uh, I don't know, Rich, uh, we, we give you a hard time for how much we get Rusty on the show. But uh, when you win $10,000, man, uh, you're going to end up on the show. <laughs> if, if you win $10,000, I don't care who it is. You win $10,000, you're coming on the show. That's pretty much the way it's going to work. But, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, Zach. I'm, I may have – I may go down there to Attic. I've been there before. I haven't been down there this year. But I'd like to go down and see a race down there. Not because he's not because one of our guests is going. No, he's not going to be on the show next week. But I have to find somewhere to go uh, unless we get some more, you know, something opening up. Uh, I don't obviously everything uh, at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway was announced for the next two to three weeks is shut down there. So no action for me on that front. Uh, still in a waiting pattern at those two racetracks. Well, and we are, uh, you know, we're happy to see, you know, Merritt Tri-City still expecting to run this weekend. Springport, as we mentioned, expecting to run this weekend. So um, just, you know, stay tuned, as we've said. Stay tuned to your racetracks media, wherever you think you want to go. Uh, check out their Facebook. Check out their Twitters if they have them. Follow their, uh, you know, follow their website. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to give them a call either uh, on, on race day. Say, hey, I'm thinking about headed your way. Are you guys racing today? And, and they'll let you know know what their plan is and what sort of regulations and rules you need to follow bring a mask with you and be prepared to social distance because we got to keep things looking good on paper rich if we want to stay at the racetrack exactly and and you know like you said or like you said earlier zach you know these are week to week all you're not going to find schedules everybody's just trying to put something together for the next week as we're allowed to and the longer we can do this right uh we're going to be able to continue this on and, and hopefully through through into fall so let's all do the right thing um 
and Zach, I'll leave the ending for you. Absolutely, yeah. We look forward to seeing you somewhere. I don't know where I'm going to be yet. Um, big races coming up though with the Red Bud on Monday. Um, I'm not sure if we'll do if we'll get a chance to do the show Monday or if we'll be uh, covering the Red Bud. So uh, stay tuned to our social media pages as well this week, and uh, we'll give you updates on who's going to be on the show and what's going on with Horsepower Happenings. Until then, be sure to get your backsides, track sides, and maybe we'll see you at a racetrack real soon. For Rich France, for Scott Menlin, the president of MCRP, who owns and operates Horsepower Happenings, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in tonight on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.